We ended up hanging out for like four hours. Really? Yeah. I love that you have a notebook and everything. Yeah. I, well, yeah, I have to keep myself you on keep track. Yourself on track. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a very chaotic and, and entertained person, but if I don't keep myself writ on the wood, like, yeah. I will just have too much fun and nothing will get done. <laughs> I'm the same way. Like, I have to write everything down. Yes. Or else I'm not going to get it done yeah. at all. Like, I have to have a paper calendar. Checklist. At all times. Yeah, yeah. I have paper calendar, a marker board. I got a running note in my phone that's just called, like, it's pinned at the top and it says to do, and I'm just changing it every day. And, like, it's a little bit of a mess because I kind of word vomit into it. Oh, I'm Just sure, ideas like, and stuff. Notes? Yeah, like in my notes app. So I'll just write things down. I'll come back to it later sometimes and be like, what did this mean? What was I talking about? Wow. Yeah, so I'll, I'll open like a Word document or whatever and just brain dump. Yeah. Get it all out of my system. Yeah. That helps. Cool. So what were you doing earlier today? Today I slept in because I went to my friend's house last night and we nice. drank a little bit and watched RuPaul's Drag Race and got pizza. Fun. So I was there kind of like, I'd never watched it before. Yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen, I think I've seen it once before. It was good. They're shady. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they were saying things and I was like, what the hell? Really? Yeah, it was good though, but. So I just kind of got up and like did some dishes and had something to eat and uh, got ready and then nice. now I'm here. Well, yeah. this morning. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. I need time to reset like that, you know what I mean? What did yeah. you do? When paid rent i've got like a little morning routine drink my coffee and then usually the night before i'll write everything down yeah so i'll read this every day nice and i read this book called the daily clause and then i'll read some parts of the bible or whatever and yeah i pray or whatever and nice do little brain games yeah and then i read and then i then that's my morning routine. That sounds nice. I don't ever have like a morning routine like that. I have to do, have to do like it every that. morning. Yeah. Because like, like I said, I'll just stare at the wall and be entertained <laughs> for hours. <laughs> just like, just zone out. Yeah. You know? I kind of just get up and start going. Like, yeah. I'd like, I think I'd like to have a morning routine, but I'm not, I'm too scatterbrained for that. Right. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Yeah, it, it takes a little while to like get into put it. Put one together. Yeah. You know, something that you want to do or yeah. will do every day. Every day. day. Yeah. Right. Okay, awesome. Hey everyone, welcome to Nashville Artists. I'm Jordan and today Emily Shaveri is here. Hello, I'm so glad to be here. Yes, welcome. Thank welcome. you. Thank you for coming over. Yeah, yeah, of course. So where are you from? I'm from Orlando, Florida. So I lived there until I was eighteen and then I went to school in Tallahassee, Florida at FSU. And then I've been here since I graduated in 2020. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Nice. So I moved during the pandemic. Hey. Which... <laughs> At least you're here now. It was fine. <laughs> yeah, that was a little bit nuts, but I was ready to do something new and I didn't want to just sit in Florida right. for an unknown amount of time. So my best friend and I decided to just pick up and move. Yeah. yeah. Well, welcome to Nashville. Thanks. I love it here. Yeah. It's so green. Yeah. It's the green is more vibrant than Florida. Oh yeah. Yeah. I guess what you see more like grays and. Tans. Yeah, the colors are just more muted. Uh, 
Maybe it's the sunshine, I don't know. <laughs> In the falls, you're amazing. Oh my god, I- The trees, I, I'm like, oh my god. I have never experienced seasons the way that I have here. Like, there's actually four seasons here. Mm-hmm. In Florida, it's just hot, and then like more hot, <laughs> and then some cold fronts every now and again. But right. I've like, I've, it's so fun to have been here when it snowed and all of my friends from up north are like, why are you so excited? I'm like, I never had this as a child. This is my time to enjoy the snow, play in the snow. Uh, and then the leaves are just, you know, gorgeous in the fall. Yeah. And like, you know, in Florida, we get cold, they'll fall off and die, but they don't really change color as much. So it's, it's so cool to see them like actually change color and have this whole array of color and stay on the tree and then and then they fall down right but yeah that's something that i never experienced as a child yeah you know? you'll see like beautiful like little red back roads with the trees yeah. crossing the road yeah colors are boosting and you're like driving yeah. through this little tunnel yeah it's gorgeous i feel like some of the best <laughs> some of the best trees i've seen will be like driving on the highway and you'll just be driving down the highway and you'll see like the brightest orange tree out in the distance and it's like we don't have this in florida what is this it's gorgeous yeah yeah cheers to the colors cheers to color i love color cheers <laughs> so do you have any siblings i do i am the firstborn of triplets Oh, wow. So I have a brother and a sister. Uh, their names are Nathan and Claire. Um, and my brother lives in Massachusetts, and he just got pinned to be a firefighter. So we're all really proud of him. And then my sister lives in Atlanta, so she's super close, um, which is awesome. And she works in, like, specialty insurance. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so we're all pretty different. But that was cool growing up as a triplet because it's, it's all I know, but... Yeah. It's pretty cool. Were you all in the same classes together about growing up? At the, at the elementary school we went to, they didn't allow siblings who were the same age to be in class together. Really? So my mom was able to convince that, like, we went to the same preschool, and then my mom was able to convince the elementary school we went to was, like, a science magnet, excuse me, elementary school, and my name got picked for the lottery and which meant that my siblings could come with me and my mom was able to convince them to let us be in the same kindergarten class and i know that was like a struggle for her because they really didn't want to allow it they wanted you know siblings of the same age to like have their own space in school or whatever but i think that was a good thing for us you know what i mean so we had we had kindergarten together and then i think my sister and i maybe had like one or two classes together in high school but that was it. Hmm. Yeah. So we all kind of did our own thing Cause in school. I guess class, usually grades only have two classes. Right? I'm trying to remember. We I, I went to like a little bit of a bigger school. So I feel like some of some of my, some of the grades I was in, they had like at least three or four oh. classes. So yeah, it was a little bit bigger. So we were able to. I'll have our own teacher and everything. Wow, that's yeah. cool. Are they, or uh, did you grow up like, are your parents musical or artistic or anything? Yeah, both my parents um, were photographers. So my dad, my dad was in like journalism for 35 years and broadcast journalism in Orlando. He worked at like multiple news stations. 
And my mom, who is the coolest person I know, <laughs> she, her first job out of college was at NASA. <laughs> her what? Her first job out of college was at NASA. Wow. And she was a videographer at NASA. I, I only aspire to be as cool as she is. So she was a videographer at NASA. If you've seen the Challenger explosion, that was my mom's video. There was like, I think she, from her recollection, there were like two NASA cameras on the pad that day. Um, and hers was like the main camera on the pad that day. And then they would route the footage to all the news stations. So it was, so yeah, my mom like photographed or uh, filmed the Challenger explosion, which is like the wow. biggest thing I think she's ever done. And then she worked in TV and movies and commercials for a while after that, up until up until and kind of after me and my siblings were born. So uh, she worked on uh, Parenthood, which is like a Ron Howard movie, and then did like a lot of commercials. She worked at uh, Universal Studios when it opened, which is pretty cool. And now she works at a school. Nice. And she, you know, works with kids and she loves kids and stuff. So. My parents are super cool. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I'm guessing they got you into photography. Yeah, cause you know we always had cameras around my house, and I don't, I don't remember when I first picked up a camera, but I feel like it was like always in my hand at, in some sense. I remember when I was like a little bit older, my mom's friend had like a small backyard wedding, and we went out to the beach where they lived and. She kind of was like, oh, hey, Emily, you like taking photos. Do you want to, like, take my DSLR and just snap a few pictures during the day? And I was like, okay. And I remember that was the day that I was like, Mom, I need one of these. <laughs> like, I have to be doing this. Just something about having, you know, a camera in my hands. I, I loved it. So, yeah, it was their influence for sure. Wow. They got me into photography. How old were you when you, like, first got a camera? My first camera of my own, I think... It had to have been high school. I want to say maybe my sophomore year of high school. But you just camera of my own. use theirs. Before. Yeah, I would use my mom's. And I still have, like, one of my mom's old, like, Canon film cameras that I use to this day. And I love it. So I shot on hers a lot because that was, like, those were the first courses I took in, like, high school where we had a dark room at my high school, which was pretty cool. So I started out doing that. And then I had a couple of friends who had their own DSLRs and I would kind of borrow theirs or DSLR uh it stands for digital single lens reflux so the lens is removable from the body and then there's a shutter mechanism inside of the camera with a mirror that creates this creates the image bouncing off of a sensor inside of the camera so there's also film SLRs that work the same it's just not digital it's picking up picking up the light onto the film negative, whereas on a digital camera, it's just recording the data onto an SD card. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so any, like, uh, cameras that you see with removable lens, other than now there are mirrorless cameras, which I have not delved into, but they're supposed to be, like, more lightweight. Oh. Uh, and I don't know. I don't know what else because I've never used one, but... Interesting. Yeah. The mirror, like weighs a decent bit i i guess i don't know i yeah that's an avenue that i haven't explored but i like renting equipment before i buy so maybe one of these days i'll rent one and try it out i don't know yeah (laughs) so did you how did you start out like other than your mom she'd be like you want to snap pictures did you do it in school or anything yeah so 
I took, I think, three photo classes in, like, high school. It was, like, Darkroom 1 and Darkroom 2 and then, or no, I think it was Darkroom and then a digital class. And then I think the third one was, like, kind of a hybrid class where we could pick. Oh, no, the third one was an AP class. So I took AP Studio Art in high school. And it was kind of more about portfolio building. So we were able to choose what what we wanted to do there. And I think I did mostly, I think I did mostly film there as well. Um, and then I also went to school for photography and screen printing okay. at FSU. Yeah. That's awesome. So why, I mean, other than your parents' influence, what would you, why would you say you're drawn to photography? That's a great question. Um, <laughs> well, I, I'm really interested in like capturing fleeting moments, I guess, and the feeling that's involved with fleeting moments, moments that are lost from us. I guess it's some kind of like preservation. I was saying to you earlier how like I'm really interested in ephemera and like the route that objects take from conception to like being in our hands, where they have been geographically. I, I just think that's so interesting, like through the passage of time, where an object exists. So yeah, I think to me it's about capturing fleeting moments and a little bit of preservation too. Yeah. Nice. Well, Holding on to things that feel good maybe. Right. Yeah. yeah. Capturing a moment that's so exhilarating in the time and then yeah. to hold on to that and look at it big. Oh, yeah, I can immediately go back to that. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Also, like, I, I don't do as much, like, portraiture work as, as I used to, but I think with, like, portrait work, I'm really interested in, like, capturing someone's likeness, and I'm, I'm really drawn to just, like, photos of the face and how, like, a face can be emotive and, you know, making people feel visible in those moments. That's something that's really important to me, too. Oh, capturing the emotion in the face. Yeah. You uh, kind of mentioned this earlier, but what were you uh, into as a kid? Oh, great question. Okay. When I was a kid, I wanted to be an actor. <laughs> like, I wanted to be on Broadway. And I remember I remember going, I had family that lived in New Jersey, and we'd, like, go visit them every summer and take a trip into New York, and we'd always see a show, or we'd try to if we could. So I like saw Wicked on Broadway and Something Rotten is like a really funny, good musical. And I just like loved TV and movies and learning about actors and actresses. And I did like some acting camps as a kid, <laughs> which were really fun, kind of like community theater. So I was really into that. And I was also really into like making things with my hands. Like I would make a lot of paper crafts. Like I loved making cards for people which was really fun. So I've always liked making and making things with my hands and making things for other people, I think, too. Yeah. Little gifts. Yeah, yeah, something that can, you know, put a smile on someone's face Yeah. and make them happy, even if just for a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. that re- reward center, like, goes off really hard. When yeah. Given something yeah. and they like it. Yeah, I think gift giving might be one of my love languages. Ooh. <laughs> nice. So other than who were like did you have any certain favorite photographers when you were a little kid? Or like growing Ooh, up? Ooh, when I was a little kid, I don't know. Or certain artists or like media that you're like, Wow, that's really inspiring. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> 
I was talking about this with some of my coworkers the other day. The first song that I ever heard that I was like, Mom, who is this? Find out for me. I got a um, Hello Kitty boombox for Christmas one year. And I got a Kids Bop CD. And on the CD was Skater Boy. And I remember going, Mom, who... I know that this isn't the real song. You need to find me the real song. And I was really young. Like I was probably like six or seven. And so I made her go get Ava Levine's first album for me. <laughs> and I still have that exact CD to this day. I have a bunch of like CDs from my childhood, which is fun. Like I love collecting things. I have a whole DVD collection mm-hmm. and a whole CD collection. That was the first thing. We also loved watching movies when I was a kid. Something that we'd put every time it came on TV, we'd like turn it on. It'd be School of Rock. Oh yeah. Like if it was on TV, it was no question. Uh, whoever had their remote was turning it on. And then another one was movie Sahara. I don't know if you've oh, ever yeah. seen that. I don't know what Matthew, about that movie. Matthew McConaughey. Yes. I remember yes. seeing that one in theaters. Really? Yeah. I love that. That was a fun <laughs> one. They shoot yeah. the cannon at the helicopter. Yeah. No, that movie's crazy. It's so fun. I, I usually when I tell people that. They have no idea what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. So I love that you know that movie. That movie's hilarious because the, the guy and um, Saving Silverman's in it. Yeah. And he's like hilarious. He's so he, funny. He's like bumbling and like, yeah, yeah. No, that movie's great. So I think those were my main like forms of consumption of media when I was a child. In college, I really looked a lot at um, this photographer named Michael Schmeling. He has this great photo book about like the underground rap scene in Atlanta and not just about like you know the music but about like the lives of these people what their lives are like what you know their existence it's primarily about like people of color so what that existence how that inter- existence like intertwines with like their production of music and it's you know about community which is super important to me um, and then he also has another one that he made uh, for the band Wilco. Oh, yeah. And it's called The Wilco Book. I don't know if you've ever uh, seen, seen it, that. but it's beautiful. And it's another, like, kind of documentation of process. Um, and I think that goes back to, like, my love of ephemera and process. This documentation of, like, their process, the instruments they use, where they record, just how they do things, which I think is so interesting. Because I think, I think process really informs a lot about the person who's, like, doing the making. You know what I mean? And I think that's super interesting. That is a great point. Yeah. I'm obsessed with that, too. Yeah? Oh, that's cool. That's why I do this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Because yeah. I'm always obsessed with learning other artistic or any individual that I find fascinating, mm-hmm. whatever. How do they go about their day-to-day? Yeah. Like, how do they go about... Like, yeah. Next question I'm about to ask you is, how do you develop your artistic skills? Because it's like, I want to know, like, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I find it fascinating how. Well, I mean, I guess just like practicing as much as I can, like practicing making work. My, I have a day job, so I work at Friendly Arctic, which is a screen printing shop on like off of Gallatin. And I love it. I love screen printing. It's something that I never, before college, I didn't know what it was. <laughs> and I never could have seen myself becoming a screen printer. But I was in like a studio art program in school so they really um, pushed us to explore mediums that we had never worked with before uh, which was great but I remember I took an intro to printmaking class and I was literally like what is printmaking what is this class I don't know what I'm doing here 
And I walked out of it being like, I'm going to be a screen printer for the rest of my life. Like, I love it so much. So I, we make T-shirts and posters, all kinds of things. So I'm there every day <laughs> making things for people, which feels really good. And I love being able to be like an avenue or like a vessel to make things for other people, which I kind of said already. But so as far as like screen printing, like I have my own uh, little clothing brand called the Kooky Press. So I make my own shirts and I make stickers and things like that. And I think that kind of body of work is kind of like more silly and about letting go of like the connotations that maybe like fine art has, letting go of that and just like making things for the sake of liking them. So I like to explore like, I like to explore like, kind of maybe like darker imagery like I love skeletons so I have like a lot of stuff with skeletons on it but then I really like cute aesthetics so it's kind of like a mash between that for me so that's something that I'm working on all the time like I'm always just trying to spend time drawing I have like a little drawing tablet um so I'll hook it up to my computer and I'll just I'll come home from work and I'll have an idea and I'll just spend a couple hours drawing you know I'll usually like put on music or put on something on the tv and just kind of trial and error, spend some time drawing. And then as far as photography goes, like like I said, like I'm just trying to work as much as I possibly can. So whether that's like shooting a live show somewhere, I shoot shows at uh, Eastside Bowl a lot. I'm like one of their in-house photographers. So that's really fun. It's great to like meet new people that way too. So just spending the time to like practice and make things and try not to be scared of however they're going to end up and just making them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Talking about process, I guess, what would you say your process is for doing all that you do? Do you have, like, routines for... Um. Well, I don't know. We were saying, I was talking earlier about how, like, I don't really have a morning routine or anything, or I'm not, I don't feel like I'm a routine kind of person. I feel like I have... My my process usually is I have an idea, I write it in my to-do note on my phone, and then, you know, when I come home from work, I just try to spend time working on it, and maybe it, it might be a little bit of a haphazard process, to be honest, but I think that something I learned in art school was that, like, just trying things or, like, sketching them out as a concept is so important, like, just getting things down on paper kind of and you know when that's photography maybe it's it's not physically getting it down on paper but maybe you know I'm taking my camera out and I'm like trying something but like making sketches of things and just trying things and um not being afraid of it not ending up how I thought it would letting kind of letting the art itself kind of like inform what's happening and listening to listening to myself and being like okay I like how this is working but this is really awesome and I didn't originally intend to do this I'm gonna try that yeah so I think not being afraid of how things are gonna turn out and just doing it is like my biggest thing awesome yeah yeah so of all time do you have who are your some of your favorite photographers or artists that's a great question okay so definitely um Michael Schmeling who I mentioned earlier. I think he's amazing. Nan Golden is also a amazing, amazing photographer. And she made a lot of work about like sexuality and queerness and 
kind of like how that had to be like an underground thing for so long. And it's really just like feels like slice of life kind of photographs, um, which I really enjoy. Um, she's amazing. I'm trying to think of what other photographers I'm looking at right now. Here, give me a minute. <laughs> or like movies or anything mm. that like. Yeah. Well, I. Okay. Other than Sahara, I mean. <laughs> Other than Sahara, which Sahara. obviously informs all of the work that I make. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I grew up on like the Harry Potter movies, so I'm always kind of thinking about those. To be honest, that doesn't necessarily inform my work, but that's Whimsical like a media. Kind of... Yeah, yeah, that's it. That, that's a great word to use, and I think that that shows in like the shirts and illustrations I make is like embracing a kind of whimsy or like fantasy or silliness kind of yeah a fun little world to go into yeah 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 i definitely think so so <laughs> maybe harry potter i guess yeah 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 i watched those like so much as a kid and then living in orlando we also had harry potter world right there so oh, wow. we got to go there which was really cool wow yeah it's really fun <laughs> Is that the place where they have, like, the marketplace and there's a dragon, like, posted up? Yep. The dragon that breathes fire. Wow. Yeah. That's intense. <laughs> it is intense. They had to put... Now now when it, like, does the fire, which I don't know how often it is, but it makes, like, a rumbling noise before because um, birds would sit in the, in the mouth of the dragon. And obviously they can't have that happening <laughs> but can you imagine being a tourist and seeing that? It's like birds flying out on fire. No, that's so scary and sad. It's to- terrible, yeah. Yeah. That'd be traumatic at Dip or at Harry Potter World. Yeah, completely. It would be. Uh, I feel lucky that I grew up there, though, and, like, got to go there a lot. And Universal is really cool, and it, the whole concept of it is, like, the movies, so right, bring yeah. it to life. Yeah, yeah, which is exciting for me. Like you can live the movie. Yeah, like like the whole premise is like you're on a back lot, and it just reminds me of like going to visit my mom on like commercial sets when I was a kid, which is really cool. And she'd always let us go to craft services <laughs> and get something to eat on like wow. the sets of her commercials, which is cool. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. So now, where do you find inspiration? I think from my peers, like the people who I interact with day to day. I also think that like with my illustration and like the cookie press stuff, I think that I kind of use my experiences. Like that's kind of an avenue for me to like work through a lot of my experiences. So I love using like text on shirts in kind of funny ways. Like I have this one that I made that looks like a shirt for like a baseball team and it has like this like whole graphic on it and like a year and stuff and it's based off of a shirt that I thrifted that is like a plant city <laughs> which is in Florida a plant city little league shirt and it says like thanks for nothing so I kind of like to use text to like express things in like a place that you wouldn't usually see them I guess wow. yeah yeah so with that yeah it's usually like expression of some kind of feeling or something I've experienced and then you know I like working with other people and I like brainstorming and I like hearing other people's ideas and I think that part part of what I love about photography is like capturing 
like I said earlier, like capturing someone else's likeness and like bringing, bringing something in their head to life. Or like when I'm shooting live shows, I really like to play with color, which most of what I'm doing now is like shooting live shows and then like my own illustration work. But I love to play with color when I'm editing like photos for live shows and kind of almost make, I like to capture, you know, the feeling and the vibe of the actual event that was going on, but I also like to push it a little bit and bring kind of that whimsy into it and maybe like use weird colors or make the shadows look a little bit weird and yeah. So I think that that is kind of what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Awesome. Do yeah. you have like a favorite show that you shot? Oh, great question. The first show that I did at Eastside Bowl um, when I became there in house photographer was Joyce Manor, Citizen, and I can't remember who else was on that bill, but that show was really fun, um, and I loved the pictures from it. I also shot State Champs there couple I guess months ago and I loved like the crowd surfing shots that I got from that show and that kind of goes back to just I love capturing like people and people in their element um, and doing things that were exciting so probably those two for right now I did also in college get to photograph Allie and AJ which was really cool so they like came to the venue that I worked at in college so I got to shoot the performance and that was really fun because they were really cool (laughs) yeah Yeah. what about um was there do you have like a favorite photography session or Mm, favorite photograph that you took yeah that's a great question i think usually my favorite kinds of sessions are honestly like ones i shoot with my friends like one that comes to mind is i did like a little like promo photo session with my friend bennett io is their artist name bennett.io they make really amazing music and we just kind of like went into their backyard and I shot like both film and digital and I with like portrait sessions that I do I'm really interested in like using foliage and nature like I love the idea of a human being surrounded by greenery and so we kind of just like I said went into their backyard and like used their backyard as a landscape and it's cool because like you when you're looking at the photo you don't ever really know where it is. And I think it's cool that it, it looks like it could be in the middle of nowhere, but it was just in their backyard. And that was just a really fun session where we were kind of like, you know, throwing out ideas at each other, really like working together collaboratively. And that was really, yeah, that was really fun. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. What would you say your strengths and weaknesses as an artist are? Ooh, that's a great question. Okay. I feel like, I feel like a strength of mine is people tell me that I make them feel comfortable, which means so, so much to me that people feel that way. And that's important to me because, like I said, I like things to be a collaborative process. Weaknesses, I think I get in my head too much sometimes, which is very easy to do as an artist. And that's kind of why I think I harped harped a lot on the not being afraid that something's not going to come out the way that you initially intended because it's not it doesn't have to be some scary thing like I said I think I in the past kind of got in my head a little bit too much about that and that's what I'm kind of doing to counteract that and try to grow as an artist I think awesome yeah so you've been here for about two years yeah what initially brought you here just yeah I 
So I lived in Florida all my life, and I love Florida. I think it's awesome, but I just wanted something new. I had been here, I think, twice to see concerts, and my best friend and I both knew we wanted to move out of Florida, and we had this moment the first time we were here. We were like, this place is cool. I like this place a lot. Everyone's so nice. There's so much happening. It just kind of, I felt kind of drawn here, I guess. And so, like, I moved here with no house and no job. Immediately found a house. Like, two weeks later, I was started I started to work at Michael's. <laughs> Worked there for a little bit. Yeah, I just wanted to make it happen, and I didn't want... It was kind of a jumping-off-the-ledge moment for me. You know what I mean? Of, like, all right, I could stay in Florida, and I don't know what I'm going to do. Or I could go somewhere else new, and I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. So why not, you know? Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, worked at Michael's. Work, like, yeah. I just got a little yeah. feel for the city. <laughs> yeah, Michael's was interesting. Because I, I worked at the one on Thompson Lane. So it was, like, right next to the hospital. Or, like, yeah. the hospital's, like, in the building, like, in the old mall. Which I love that there's a hospital in an old mall. That's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> but, so it was, like, in the middle of COVID, um, which was kind of difficult to deal with. People are, like... People would come in from the hospital and they'd have their visitor tags on and they'd be like in the store. And I would just kind of like hide behind the register. <laughs> and luckily we had like, you know, the plastic shields and everyone wore masks and everything. But it was kind of a mind trip <laughs> for a little bit. Like, why am I here right now? Coming out of the hospital, going straight into the retail. You need yarn right now, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Don't touch everything. Yeah, no, for real. <laughs> We, yeah, we used to sanitize the freaking keypads all the time, which is, I guess, a good thing. Because uh, I don't know how much it helped, but uh, I hope it did. So what is something you've learned living here? Oh, great question. I think not to take myself too seriously, which I kind of also spoke about before. But there's I think there's a lot of people here and that can maybe a lot of people that want to do music and want to do art. I mean, and that can be maybe a little bit intimidating, but, you know, we all have our own voice. And something that I learned was like, oh, people come to me and they want to work with me because I'm me. And that's a cool thing. <laughs> so I, I think I learned to embrace that a little bit. And, you know, I was telling you earlier, I listened to Christina's episode and she was kind of talking about how, like, you look at something and you see that, oh, well, that just looks like I made it. And it's like, yeah, people people do want to come people see that and it looks like you made it and they like it and it's like oh cool okay so I think that's something that I've embraced in the last two years here and kind of like I said like not being afraid to just make work and make whatever and just try things and that that is something that's exciting and cool yeah yeah just continue to keep doing it. yeah because yeah. it's in the process yeah it's process <laughs> yeah the life is in the process yeah it is when it's done and then if you lived on that then I guess you died then and there but what you do is just start another one. Exactly. You keep putting another exactly. one in front of you. Exactly. It's like, oh, man, I released that. Put another one. But also not everything has to be a masterpiece. Right. Yeah. And I think that's something really important to know. And not and people don't have to see everything you do. You don't have to put everything you do out into the world. Some things are maybe just for you or maybe for your close circle of friends. And embracing that, too. And, like, releasing things to the world that feel like they were meant for people to see. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, releasing it, letting it go, and then not worrying about 
you know yeah how it's perceived or not perceived because as soon as that one's done you've got another one coming exactly but that's also exciting because i think it's exciting to have ideas that you want to explore and there's nothing worse than artist block yeah (laughs) that can feel pretty annoying sometimes but be a little discouraging yeah for real you know and it's easy when you're in those moments to be like well I'm never going to make anything again. <laughs> it's like, that's not true. Right. Maybe just for now. And I think breaks are an important part of the creative process. So if you're feeling that way, yeah, maybe sometimes you find some ways to break through it. You know, maybe you journal about your work or you have discussions with people about your work or whatever it may be. But also sometimes it's okay to just take a break and let yourself breathe, especially if you're working on something that, you know, maybe feels a little exhaustive or was very emotional for you it's like a break is definitely important yeah and let your mind let your mind rest let your mind breathe and then also enjoy the work that you made because you should be able to yeah it's not it's not just for the world it's for you too you know what i mean um i think if it satisfies your needs first then you can release to the world yeah and be okay with the outcome yes 100 percent. i agree but if the world likes it and you don't it's like you're like, well, they like it, but I don't really know. Yeah, that hurt, and that hurts almost. It's like it's when like, you when you succeed and you're not happy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait, what did I do? I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. You're like this isn't really me, and they like it, so I guess I'm a shadow of, I'm I'm living in the shadow of my own success. And then it's like, well, now I need to make something else now. Exactly. <laughs> right now to get rid of that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what is some advice you would give to someone who's going to move here and do art? Great question. Um, I think don't be afraid to meet people and just talk to people and get to know who they are, get to know what they make, and be confident when you're speaking about yourself as well. Because some people, some people are in it for themselves, but a lot of people care about others, and you got to give other people a chance. Sometimes I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think that moving here, I immediately felt like there was like this whole community that I like was not a part of, which is fine. But I think I kind of was like, okay, I have to let go of that. Like, I'm just going to talk to people, meet people. And then, you know, I, my own thing kind of formed. And it's like, yeah. if you're just worrying about the outcome, then you're not going to get anywhere. Yeah. You know? You'll be at the mercy of everyone's opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Yeah, when first getting here, it's so easy to be intimidated because everyone's got their own groups, their friends, yeah. their like process, their. So you're like, how do I break in? Yeah. Like, how do I make myself known? Or yeah. Just like, be yourself. Yeah. That's how. It's like a whole stage. Yeah. That everyone has to go through. Yeah. To get here. For real. Yeah. And I think that that's I think that's normal almost like moving to a new place because I remember when I moved to Tallahassee for college I was like everything everyone has everything figured out already and it's like okay well they didn't just get here they've either lived here because they grew up here or they've been here for a couple years and takes time to settle into a new place exactly you know what I mean yeah you're not just gonna show up somewhere and be like okay everything's awesome right (laughs) everything's perfect (laughs) and even if it was that way it'd probably get old pretty fast oh yeah completely yeah. If you thought you knew everyone and had everything figured out. Yeah. Then I guess that's not really a place you want to grow. Or yeah. Would grow. Yeah. 
100%. No, you're right. So it's like coming here, I kind of liked it that it was scary, you know? Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'm growing. Yeah. Well, and my mom always said, like, if you're nervous or you're scared, it just means you care. Yeah. And I was, that's true. <laughs> yeah. And hey, it feels good to care, I think. It does. Yeah. Because, you know, I care about other people and I care about other people's happiness. I think that's where it stems from for me, is like, Making the world in general a happier, better place yeah. is, like, super important to me. Apathy is not artistic. Yeah. Yeah, for not real. Not caring about something no. doesn't make you cool. No. <laughs> it's boring. <laughs> it is. It's boring, and I think it's lame. I'll say it. Right. I, I, yeah, no. I will always, like, unapologetically care about the things that are important to me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. it's a mark of maturity, too, as an artist, too, to like, I like this. Yeah. You know, if no one else likes it, I still like it. Yeah. And I'm glad I did it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I agree. What is your biggest personal growth from last year to this year? You're asking me big questions. Okay. Say it, wait, say it one more time. What is your biggest personal growth from last year to this year? Personal growth. Well, I'd have to say, like, you know... It's it's February now, I guess, so in the last month or so, I have done, like, a lot of reflection on the last year, and I think, I, I think I've been proud of myself for, like, for, I, I like to do a lot of freelance work, and I think when I first wanted to start doing freelance work, I didn't know where to start, and so now, looking back where I have, like, a steady stream of freelance work that I'm doing, I'm really proud of the fact that I've been able to build that for me, because that's my goal eventually, to be, like, a fully freelance artist and you know shoot shows and I want to go on tour and I I love designing merch for people I just did like a shirt and a poster and a patch for um the sewing club they just left on tour with Arlie they're super awesome and really nice so I I think I feel proud of myself that I've been able to like grow to a point that I'm like actually doing the things that I want to be doing with my art and with my work Awesome. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. And especially like getting the position at Eastside Bowl felt really good to me too. Cause I had a photo residency in college. So I had that for a couple of years and then I moved here and I, you know, during the pandemic, I wasn't doing any of that. There were no live shows happening, obviously. So to, to look back at like when I moved here and there were no live shows happening and, you know, I would draw on my own time and stuff to now where I'm like, okay, I'm, like, working with the venue, like, I'm making things for people. That feels really good to me. Yeah. Yeah. And you got different avenues. Yeah. Yeah, it feels good to have different avenues of expression, I think, yeah. and not just, like, put all my eggs in one basket. Or we're dynamic beings. Yeah, yeah. When people, are like, identify with one thing, it's like, that's not, that's just a part of you. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite, like, sayings, I don't know who said it or where I heard it, to be honest, but... It's genre is but a limiting factor. Genre is but a limiting factor. Like, basically, like... That's all it is. If you're just focused on genre, or if you're just focused on being one thing or doing one thing, you're only limiting yourself. Right. And I think it's important to kind of step outside yourself sometimes and be like, all right, am I doing this thing because it's what I want to do, or is it because it's what I'm used to doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah. I always try to identify when I say what I do... I don't say I'm a drummer or I'm a podcaster. I yeah. say I play drums. I 
to yeah. do podcasts. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. It's just a facet. Yeah. But yeah. some people are like, I'm a banker. <laughs> and that's it. Listen, more power to those people. That's <laughs> true. Because I cannot survive being a banker. Neither could I. <laughs> Neither could I. Just like, thank you, there's lawyers and doctors. Yeah. Because I would not be able to do that either. Oh, no. I'm, I'm too fragile. Yeah, like, <laughs> that sounds see, really I don't hard. See that. No, that sounds really hard. Cool. So, what do you like to watch on YouTube or? Oh, I I usually don't watch things on YouTube okay. to be honest. What do you? Okay, wait. Let me take that back. My favorite YouTube channel. It's called Baumgartner Restorations, and it's this guy who restores old paintings. And so he he'll upload videos that are like an hour long and it's all just like cut down from like his process of restoring an old painting. So sometimes they'll have like rips or tears in them and he it shows you his whole process of, and he speaks about like what he uses and his technique. So like he'll repair those things. He'll even like touch up the paint if there's paint that's chipped. He'll even like restore the frames. So he'll like take the frames completely apart clean them and like put them back together if they're able to or like put a new frame i love that channel it is so fun to watch it sounds relaxing it is so relaxing like i'll just put it on and like fall asleep sometimes like before bed edit right here yeah <laughs> no it's so nice too and like i love watching him like mix the paint colors together because i'll use like the tiniest brush because normally it's like you know only a little tiny spot and just watching him be so precise, mixing those colors together and using the tiniest brush, it is like the most satisfying thing ever. Wow. Yeah. Just like you a one hair brush. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> I love it. I, I can't remember, I think I found it on TikTok or something. Like I saw a clip of it and then I went and looked it up and I was like, at one point I had watched like every single video on his channel because it's just, it's so relaxing. And I love the process and I love, Especially, like, I'm not a painter. Yeah. I don't I don't know how to paint. And so, like, looking at a form of art that I don't do is also very relaxing to me. Yeah. It's yeah. inspiring. Yeah, it is. It's like, wow, I could use elements of that in what I do. Yeah. Yeah. For real. So, what is your main way of uh, looking at media? I guess TikTok or, or... Yeah, I spend a lot of time on TikTok, to be honest. But I love Instagram, too. Uh-huh. And I follow, like, so many photographers on Instagram. Um, so I love looking at people's work on there. And I think it's cool. Like, a lot of people, you know, play with the, like, the slide carousels. You know, how, like, you know, you can put, like, multiple posts in a picture or whatever. I love how people play with, like, how the different frames of the carousels, like, interact with each other. And that's something that I kind of started to do from, like, seeing other people do it on Instagram, like, as inspiration. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, is there anything else you'd like to add that I might not have asked you about? <laughs> I think my parting words are that just community is important to me. And it feels good to be in a place where community is important to other people as well. Yeah. Yeah. It takes each of us to make all of us. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> okay, cool. Here's the last question. Okay. What is something absurd you ever do? Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> this is when I was a kid. 
Okay. This is when I was a kid. I don't do this anymore. I want to harp on that. <laughs> when I was a kid, I loved to put ketchup on my green beans. Oh. <laughs> I don't know why, but it was my favorite thing. And I don't remember when I stopped doing it, but. Ketchup on the green beans. <laughs> yeah. I tried it a couple years ago. Just like, it didn't do anything for me. Yeah. <laughs> but when I was a kid, I loved it. Wow. Yeah. Cool. What's something absurd that you do? Vacuuming. You, you vacuum. love vacuuming? Yeah, I mean, for money, I detail cars. Oh, heck yeah. So I have a detailing I might need you to detail my car. Yeah? Yeah. I'll give, I'll give you one of my cars. <laughs> Please, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's something I love vacuuming. Like yesterday, I detailed a car and had my music in. Yeah. Listen to podcasts. Yeah. Listen to audiobooks and just using little tools to vacuum and yeah. clean. <laughs> <laughs> it's satisfying. It is. Some of my favorite days are like, you know, taking a day of the weekend and like just, you know, listening to music or listening to a podcast all day and like cleaning my entire house. Yeah. And it feels so therapy. good when you're done. It's therapy. It is. I, you know, I I said like during the episode that like, <laughs> I can be kind of chaotic. So, like, if my room is a mess or, like, if my desk or my workspace is a mess, I have to clean it before I do anything. Like, I absolutely have to. But that's, like, a very therapeutic thing for me yeah. to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Having everything in order. Yeah. Peace of mind. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you for coming over and doing this. Thank you for having me. This was so exciting. Awesome. Okay. Yay. <laughs>